Hi, I'm Megan. And it's Josh. And welcome to episode 15. This is, what do we call it, Josh? Uh, it's a mini ripple. A ripple. A mini ripple? No. Okay, we'll just a, call it a ripple. A ripple episode of Waves. This is the City of Kenora podcast. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Pretty good, how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Nice to see you again. I say this like I don't see you every day, but I like to pretend. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, Josh, have you been on any trips lately? I haven't been on any lately, but the last one we were planning, we were looking at doing an Airbnb. An Airbnb? What's an Airbnb? Well, I don't think I'm going to talk about that because we have a special guest here today who's going to talk all about that. We do have a special guest and we are excited today to welcome our colleague from the planning department, Albert Marginette. Welcome to Waves. Thank you for joining us today. And you are the associate planner with the planning department with the city of Kenora, fairly new to your position. Yes, that's right. Uh, I only started last September. And how do you like living in Kenora so far? It's real nice. Uh, I came from British Columbia, and this is the closest I'm going to get to home. Perfect. Any, anywhere between there and here. Where is home? Home is in Kamloops. Oh, wow. Well, we are very excited to have you with us at the City of Kenora and joining us on today's episode. So we were trying to do like a cutie lead-in to introduce today's topic, but I guess, you know, they're informally known as things like VRBOs, Airbnbs. But really, we're here to talk today about short-term rentals, and in particular, short-term rentals in the city of Kenora, because I understand this is a project that you and uh, the other folks in planning have been working on or a policy that you've been looking at for for the last little while. That's right. Uh, The city planner, Kevin Sumner, asked me to take a look into short-term rentals when I first started my position last September on the request of city council, and I together a large report for them on what the conditions currently are and potential ways to move forward with making the city of Kenora benefit from having short-term rentals. Okay, so let's let's take a little step back here. And, and for a person like me who kind of know what an Airbnb is, kind of know what a VRBO is, but really what is a short-term rental? All right, so a short-term rental is the technical term for an Airbnb and a VRBO. Oh. They are the rental of private residential spaces like houses, condos, apartments, cabins for a short term of 28 days or less. Okay, okay. Okay, and so why is the city of Kenora interested in short-term rentals? Two reasons, actually. Uh, Probably several others, but the first one, I think everyone is aware there's a real housing shortage in the city of Kenora. And the second is that we can identify at least 86 short-term rentals that are occurring in the city. And of those 86, 80 of them are in entire houses, which means that's 80 houses less on the market that are available for people to rent and have full-time jobs in the city. So we've got these rentals operating in the city of Kenora, but but why do we care about it? Like, what is the city looking to investigate when it comes to short-term rentals? So the city is looking on ways to make short-term rentals safer and to make short-term rentals something that benefits the city of Kenora. Uh, Currently, we don't have any regulations that relate to short-term rentals. They're a lot like hotels and motels and bed and breakfasts, but they don't fall under that traditional framework for regulating those types of operations. 
Because they're in private residences. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Another reason why the city of Kenora is looking into regulating short-term rentals is for the safety of anyone who's using one. I know that in March, uh, Montreal had a large fire in one of its Airbnbs and several people died. And while that was extremely tragic, it also indicated that without regulations, because Montreal had decided to try and prohibit short-term rentals, there was no way to actually have a check and balance in place to make sure that any of those short-term rentals were safe. That makes complete sense. So how would that work? How would the city of Kenora be ensuring the safety of the short-term rentals through the proposed regulations or methodology for regulation? Uh, One of the options for regulating short-term rentals is to use zoning and licensing. And as part of licensing, we could ask for fire inspections, building inspections, or site plans that would make sure that safety is a priority for the city. That makes sense. And and what does that regulation look like? Like, do you have a sense of what form that might take for the city of Kenora or for other municipalities? Uh, In Canada, there are generally four methods of regulating short-term rentals. The first one is that we continue doing what we've always done, which is no regulations at all. Uh, The second is that we regulate them through zoning, which means that if you live in a residential one zone or a residential two zone, et cetera, et cetera, they might be permitted in some of those zo- those zones, but not all of those zones. Okay, I'm going to stop you there because for most people, I don't even know what an R1 or an R2 zone is. That just like when you say R1, is that single single story house? What's R2? Can you just give a little description there? For sure. So, uh, residential one or R1 is your single family residential house. Okay. Uh, R2 zones are duplexes and triplexes those side by side row housing okay okay that makes sense uh and we also have a residential three which is apartments condos and any of those taller denser structures i'm learning something new every day you're gonna have all the planning lingo down by the end of you watch out i might be in the planning department soon (laughs) (laughs) sort of cut you (laughs) off there uh but continue on with the the other two options that you were kind of talking about there all right so the other two options the third one would be regulation through zoning and licensing, which means that we allow it in certain zones. And in the zones that we don't allow it in, uh, you could apply for a license to operate one. Uh, And the fourth option is just outright prohibition. Uh, This is popular in certain communities. I think Montreal is the one that everyone in Canada can think of. Okay. Where they just say outright, no, you you can't have a short-term rental. We don't allow it. Oh, interesting. So how are other communities in Ontario using these regulations and why are they using them? So the most common method in Ontario is to use zoning and licensing and that's because it gives them the best opportunity for providing safe and effective short-term rentals uh, and addressing any problems that might occur as a result of them. Party houses are another common challenge that people have heard about with short-term rentals. Uh, Just lots of noise, lots of people, lots of disruption in local neighborhoods. And licensing and zoning is the best way to regulate that type of use and stop it from happening. That makes sense. So you kind of talked about the four different options that uh, have kind of been batted around or looked at from other municipalities and other communities but does the city of Kenora have any specific plans for the regulation? Like, are you doing any kind of process? You mentioned that this was your project. So I'm, I'm assuming there's some sort of plan in place here that we're going to be talking about. 
we have a plan at the moment, and that's to perform community consultation. Uh, the best way to get buy-in for any type of regulation is for the community members to be on board with it. And so before we start batting around ideas for how we're going to regulate things, we want to make sure that we have a sense of what the community wants to see out of those regulations. Okay. And do you have any ideas of what this consultation is going to look like? So if people are listening to this and they're really hyped about short-term rentals and they have ideas or comments to share, how can the public participate? That's a really great question, Megan. So we've got several things set up. Uh, We're going to have two tables at the Mariowski Farmer's Market. Uh, We're also going to have a coffee and chat session at Iron and Clay here in town. And we're going to have two community town halls where people get the opportunity to come in and make their comments known. Okay, and where can people find information in terms of when those events are going to be? We're going to do a release on the City of Kenora social media, so Facebook and Twitter are your friends for finding out. Okay, and if somebody wanted to email you to get more information on any of these sessions or how they can participate, how can they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with us at planning at kenora.ca. You, you guys went through that so fast. I want to know what a town hall is. Like, I think I know what a town hall is, but what's a town hall? Town hall is an opportunity for people to come in and listen to what planning is thinking and also make their opinions and their voice heard on how they feel we're achieving and we're not achieving what we're, tr- we're trying to do. So it's basically like a public meeting. Like a public any, any, meeting. It's any, a fancy name for a public uh, oh, meeting. Okay, okay, okay. Now I'm all on board. Okay. Oh, so you got, you got two two public meetings or town halls. Like, oh. And do you guys, are you doing any kind of a survey or anything like that? If people aren't able to attend these in-person sessions, is there other ways for people to participate potentially online? We are. Uh, we're having a survey that's going to run until August 1st. Uh, it can be found through the City of Kenora website. And we're also going to have paper surveys that can be picked up at the libraries. Oh, wow. Okay, and so you're going to be working on all of this consultation, getting all of this feedback from community members. What happens next? What are the next steps after you get, get all, all of that info? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that's a real boring part of my job, <laughs> Megan. Uh, I'm going to take all of that data. I'm going to crunch it. I'm going to get statistics, and I'm going to get percentages from it. And I'm going to get a sense of where the general community intentions lie with how they want us to start developing policies. And so when would that take place? Like when can we expect uh, an announcement on, you know, how the city is going to be proceeding with the implementation of some, if any, regulation in regards to short-term rentals? We're going to present all of our data to the city council in September or October, uh, and then we're going to make suggestions and proposals to them at that time and let them decide on how they want to move forward. Okay, so in the fall. Yeah, so in the fall. So is the expectation that kind of, and not to put words in your mouth or in our city council's mouth, but there should be a decision made on short-term accommodations or short-term rentals by the end of the year? Our big goal with this is to have regulations in place by the beginning of summer of 2024. Okay. okay, that's yeah. a pretty good timeline. Thanks very much for coming in today, Albrecht, to share information on short-term rentals and what the process for potential regulation in the city of Kenora could look like. And 
Albert had come forward to us, Josh, with the idea for this podcast. And yeah. so thank you again, Albrecht. And we would like to invite anybody with an idea for a podcast to please email us at podcast at canora.ca. We'd love to hear your ideas. We would for sure. And I also want to throw one last plug to the planning department in terms of if you're interested in providing any feedback on the short-term accommodations or the short-term rental policy, please email planning at canora.ca. Thanks, Albrecht. Thank you for having me.